0: My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he blew a flag out in our
1: yard. To the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy
0: in the land. Welcome back to the Real Voices of the Game. I'm Dave D'Agostino, joined here by our host and star of this show, Sal Marinello. This is the Hot Corner with Coach Sal, episode 452. Want to Before we bring on Sal, I just want to thank our audience of 67,000 and growing, 74 countries. We appreciate your support. The voting for those two awards we were put up for, Baseball Podcast of the Year, voting is closed. We'll find out what the results are later this week, but we appreciate being nominated. With the big dogs, thank you to millions for handling our marketing. There will be a menu of items that you can hire our podcast hosts to do, from messaging to question answering to speaking engagements, you name it. That'll be up hopefully by the end of the week. And then our merchandise dropped yesterday: hats, hoodies, t-shirts for both men and women. Um, we have our tagline and our link right in, on, the, on the social media pages. We'll put in every show note that we have. So get on there and get your merchandise today. Valentine's Day is almost done. You still got time to buy one of those items for your significant other. And uh, we've got a great show in store for you today. The back end of a triple header today. We have Bob Schaefer on earlier. We touch them all. She gone with Jeff Fry in between, and now. Finishing the day. Nice day. Uh, not a better way Compliment. to finish the day with my I know man Sal. Sal, welcome back to your show.
2: I, I'm a great I'm grateful that you have that much enthusiasm after you know all the work you've already done today. So thanks
1: for that. No, God, it's uh, I enjoy the podcast. I think it's good uh, we're growing. We've
0: we've grown tremendously in the last year. And we've done it the hard way, the good old fashioned way. We haven't done it through AI, through ads. It's just People that we know, people that buy into what we're trying to get out there, and um, I'm glad it's gone that way because it's it's a little bit different than the way they they, they do. Uh, most things grow through funneling, and we've done it through filtering. Where we've gone, you know, we've got people that really really listen to what we're doing. Uh, we only gauge unique listeners, so if you listen once, you only get counted once. Uh, it doesn't matter if you listen to all 14 shows. So it's a legit number. So I'm excited what what everybody's built in and everybody's uh, paid paid a. Uh, put in a lot of good time to build this. So we're just going to continue to push forward. we got a lot of events too with, uh, you know, I didn't mention kin- the kinetic arm. I need to introduce you and Jason. You, you guys are hit it off to a T. We're going to do some events starting in March where it's uh, online clinics for people, uh, you know, four or five of us on there visually and short clinics with letting people up to a thousand. I think we can host, uh, ask questions, uh, gain more information other than just the podcasts and and just grow our group, building up to a big event in December uh, with with Jason Collar and Kinetic Arm um, at his facility where we'll have, uh, you know, breakout rooms, speakers, clinicians, um, you name it, just to, so we can meet the audience and then grow that way as well. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff going. I'm uh, excited what we're doing. I'm excited the group of guys and lady with Kelly
2: Sounds KFT. Great. I mean, yeah, that we're working yeah. with, so I um, mean that's the yeah. way you you know in and, uh, this uh, we'll, new oh thanks media medium media and medium we can break the barriers down that not too long ago made it impossible for people to connect. I know I have um, some people I've been able to work with when I have a one of my lacrosse guys is off playing in uh, in, a, in an event for the PLL couldn't get to me this week and had some things we wanted to go over, because it's a it's a rough schedule. uh, And we were able to do it via video chat, you know, so that's something, you know, if you had told me 20 years ago, would have never thought it would have been as easy to do. But um, it certainly is. and, And I'm looking forward to seeing how this expands our reach.
1: Yeah, well, two years ago, before we started this,
0: I didn't even—I never even listened to a podcast before, and uh, now I'm producing fourteen a week with you guys and co-hosting in some capacity on all of them, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I think we—we've uh, got a good thing going, and we'll keep growing it as long as it benefits uh, our fans, our messaging, and—and and you guys, you guys can grow with it. Talk—talk talk to a little bit about some of the stuff you're doing now, if you don't mind. I want—I want the audience to know they obviously know you provide a different. Uh, a different perspective a different window for what we're trying to get across you're, you're unique on our podcast in that sense but you're doing some some live uh, well I guess it's streaming it's live right some live streaming events for yeah, so we, not a baseball this, season, um, but uh, the more used sport to be this called more
2: sports and and it was a literal shoestring budget one man operation that's grown into this highly professional streaming service that all they do is high school sports and uh, they do some other things. I shouldn't say, well, but the 95% of their focus is high school sports. They have a great model where they go and either teams come to them or they go to teams and they have a package of how you could get your, your, your games broadcasted. And it works for both teams that are playing in a particular game. It's worked for the network to the, to the point they've grown and they now have this course of study at uh, Morris County College, which is one of the best county colleges around and has an incredible success rate. You could look them up. They've been, over the years, they were a baseball powerhouse when I grew up. They had kids uh, drafted and going to the pros back in the day or going back to uh, D1 schools when I think the progression from high school, but you could speak better to that, Dave, than I could. But uh, there seems to be a little different progression with baseball than there was when I was more familiar with it but um there uh, with a buddy of mine we approached the the George George Muha who is the the head of, and started this program with doing more than just broadcasting high school lacrosse games we're going to have a weekly show that is going to feature area coaches we're going to do a top 20 and it's something that's really been lacking here because lacrosse is is one of the hottest sports in the state we send kids to both male and on the male and female side to the top programs. And I'm talking literal top 20 programs in both in all three from all three divisions, one, two, and three. So we're kind of addressing a need. We've got a lot of positive feedback. We have um, one of the top coaches in the state going to be with us next week on our first program. We have other top coaches already lined up players and the like. So um, I'm excited to do that. It's going to, and they've rebranded the network from Morris Sussex because those are two major counties up here. It's going to be the, the Garden State Sports Network. And in conjunction with that rebranding, they'll be broadcasting games from as far south as Moorestown, which for anybody who doesn't know New Jersey is all the way down by Philly, down by the Atlantic City area, all the way up to North Jersey Ramapo, which is on the border of New York and New Jersey High point, which is up towards the Pennsylvania border, and all points in between.
1: Nice, and we'll have some
0: original audio of you when you first started with Real Voices of the Game, and when you hit it big and become famous after thirty-five years. Retro.
1: Retro.
0: That's all right. You you you're you're very articulate with your presentations here and. I think what our audience, our audience is very, we have a smart audience and I think that's why your message resonates and I've told you this off the air, I don't mind sharing with you on here. To me, smart smart wins every time and you know your stuff. A lot of stuff that we talk about, if our audience doesn't know, it's not rehearsed, it's not scripted. A lot of times I'm throwing stuff at Sal just through conversation on the podcast, almost like we talk on the phone and uh, it's just, it's part of who he is, what he does, so um I encourage people to, you know, if you're up in that area uh, and you, well, you, you want to hear the lacrosse nationwide, listen to somebody knowledgeable, tune into that. Can, and of course,
2: that's the beauty of this. We, uh, from the football games I've done, if you're an alumni and you're stuck on the West Coast or down south or in the Midwest and you can't get home, obviously, for games, you could tune in, uh, not tune in, but uh, get on YouTube and do. Get on their their channel, and it's the Garden State Sports Network, and you could watch games from anywhere. And they run them in reruns or or repeats, I should say. So if you can't make a live game, you could always watch games
1: after the fact. So I didn't think about that. I was thinking of you know kids, parents, right there. But yeah, parents traveled or
0: on the road, they can tune back in, or Absolutely. if they happen to miss that time, they can watch a replay. That's the way of the world now with that stuff. Sports on demand. So I'll have to, Well, get your, I'm going to send you your, the real voices of the game merch. Absolutely. Uh, t- toss one of those caps on during one of those shows. Give us a little, us a little pub here. But uh, so we, I was following social today. We were talking about a little on the show. Of course, we had Jeff Fry before you today um, with Rick Rona, former MLB catcher, actually caught Greg Maddox. And uh, we were going through some of his. Uh, what he's trying to do with social media, trying to get kids to think, experiment, not be droned into some of these these yeah, training he, mechanisms. And I, I saw where, where, where you got engaged a little bit today.
2: Post and got some engagement, and I, I you know, it's it's good when you're kind of a lightning rod for discussion because he he seems to piss people off, which I think is good, and uh, you know he has. The background to speak with with some authority. So he posted some exercises that some gurus were using to work on bat speed. And it was um, kind of variations on rotational movements. The other day, he had posted something with the kid using a a water bag. And I'm not a swing expert, but he was criticizing some of the drills. And excuse me. So we got on I got on a little bit of a roll. And today, again, with these exercises, he had issue with them. And and his point is basically hit the ball, get out and swing the bat and hit the baseball. And Dave, if you were to sit down and draw up a column of Jeff Fry's position of get a bat and take swings versus the counter to that, which is this ridiculousness that creates these complex programs in the weight room, and you look at the outcomes from an injury standpoint, from a durability standpoint, you're going to lose the argument if you're on the column that is supportive of this weight room stuff and these drills. And I, my my first post, basically I said, uh, the, the advent of these exercises have coincided with a rash of injuries, and I didn't get into it, but mostly oblique and some other injuries we never saw in the history of baseball. So right there, you have a data point, just like when we've talked, Dave, about health and fitness markers and how you can track our, our um, declining health and lifespan with the increase in processed foods, with the decrease in breastfeeding, with the increase in sugar consumption, with the decrease in protein consumption. So there are trends there that are instructive, and there is a great example. And it'll be interesting to see what happens because my point is, and here's a little background, you need to be specific to the task in your training to have anything carry over to your performance. So that is kind of an intricate position. It's not just good enough to say, well, that looks like a swing or there is some rotation there, so it's going to carry over to baseball. In my opinion, the baseball swing, and you could say the same thing about the, the pitching motion, the, the baseball swing and the pitching motion cannot be replicated in the weight room. And the problem we've run into is we've gotten away from recognizing that, that it's such a, uh, a finely tuned movement and it requires such exquisite balance that you need to perform it in training as close to the way you perform it in your game. And what we've done, if you look at these exercises, I don't need a visual, but it doesn't look like a swing. Just because a guy is or a girl is rotating and, and they're they're doing something that is similar doesn't mean it's specific to the task. And without getting too deep into that, that's what the problem is. With most of these drills and exercises, and that's, in my opinion, why we have these injuries
1: in baseball. Yeah, they're there' in, they're in all, all sports, but baseball. Yeah,
0: it's it's killing the sport. An ironic part about it, uh, we spoke about it on Shafe Show early today with with Touch 'Em All, that there's we, we're treating our athletes in a fragile manner, not wanting them to get hurt and we're saying, well, let's keep them off the field, let's load manage, but they're abusing themselves in the weight room, and it's all backwards. They're lifting to try to get uh, to, to, I guess, I don't want to say it's a quick fix because lifting is hard, but they're trying to shortcut getting better at a skill by getting stronger, and it should be the other way around. We, you know, with, and again, I don't have all the answers, but like the way we train, we, we just started getting back in the cages again this week and on the field with, with my two boys. And the question I always ask them is, where are you sore? Where do you feel tight? And those are areas where this, the motion itself is saying, I'm a little weak here. Um, let's 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 continue to hit for another couple of weeks. Let's see if it works itself out. If not, maybe that's an area we've got to get more mobile in. We've got to develop something to get stronger in. Um, but if nothing else, if you just get out there and hit, you're going to get stronger in the hitting motion. And that's what you want. I, I just shake my head. when. Well, that's what we talked about way back
2: on the round table show. Baseball that you're not getting hurt running into the wall. You're not getting hurt running into the fence. You're not getting hurt tripping over the mound or the something. With, you're getting hurt running to first base, rounding the bases, swinging a bat, throwing a baseball. So when that's where your injuries are coming from, you have – well, you have to, but no one's looking at the training. And, it's again, it goes back to that ridiculous – uh, idea forwarded by the White Sox training staff that was telling players don't sprint to first on obvious outs because that's how you're going to get hurt when it's the exact opposite. They're getting hurt sprinting because they don't sprint enough. And to just one of the things about specificity, there, specificity is not just a similarity in something like uh, the rotational action when you swing a bat. Again, something that's so finely balanced, like the swing, there needs to be specificity in the speed. And it goes back to something we discussed a long time ago on the show that there was science, there's research done, and it's scientific research that, and it's also backed up, or or I should say complemented by anecdotal research that, and it was done by a track coach in Russia that, and again, we'll take with a grain of salt, The Russians use drugs. Okay, they're not the only ones that use drugs. Our athletes have used drugs too, so let's get that out of the way. Be big boys and girls about it. The athletes that threw the slightly heavier shot put or discus or the slightly lighter shot put or discus in training are the ones who threw the competition shot put or discus the furthest. And the concept there is it was more trackable or more you could make more of a uh, of a uh, projection to who was going to be your best performers based on who threw those two implements the high slightly heavier and the slightly lighter one furthest it wasn't bench press it wasn't deadlift it wasn't any of the explosive olympic lifts it was the people who threw those implements the furthest through the competition implement the furthest and the reason is that those implements are as close to The implement you need in competition is possible, close to weight as possible to the regular implement, and it allows for the same basic speed and technique to be used to throw the weight. So there you have kind of, a a, in a nutshell, uh, I think a pretty good explanation of why you need to have that specificity and what that specificity, the range of that specificity could
1: be specificity. I know we're, we're audio, but the, the drill in question
0: was, it was an isometric drill where the guy, a, a yeah, player was standing? There was, were standing, a of, there was with one hands with out, that.
2: There was almost like a manual resistance was re- that was super slow. And there was another one with a water bag on right. a guy's shoulder who was kind of shuffling and rotating. And it looks great. But again, that water bag is nowhere near where the stress, is not giving the body the same kind of, reaction to where the stress would be. And it's, again, in my opinion, and in the opinion of others who are smarter and better at this than I am, those things get in the way of the of the technique you need for competition. There, there is a range of these actions, of these motions, of these exercises, that you could say fall on the spectrum of the variations you can use. But a lot of those things are are too far outside. Would they be great for uh, something like rugby? Would they be great for something like football? General condition? Absolutely. But a baseball player has a specific set of movement skills they need to be proficient at, and you don't want to have things get in the way of that proficiency. And from the outcomes, i.e. the injury levels, the injury rates, you could say those exercises, those kinds of things are causing problems. They're not helping.
1: baseball sports sports are quick sports. So it's anything that slows you down.
2: That is all sports need to be addressed that way, not just baseball, but the, the, the swing of the bat is much more specific and 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 much more delicate than other activities in a sport like football. Most of the things that occur on the football field are under chaotic circumstances with, where your footing is always different. The, the uh, atmosphere changes by the fact that you could be getting pushed by a guy, pulled by a guy, two guys, you're hitting the ground, you have to rotate, well. Yeah, I mean, it's all the craziness. So there's a wa- much wider range of movement skills the body needs to be proficient at, and much different, more importantly, much different kind of skills than swinging a bat or throwing a baseball. Just because a, a drill or an exercise is good for a running back or a wide receiver doesn't mean it's suitable for a base, uh, for a, a baseball player.
1: Yeah, no, agreed. I I saw that going,
0: and it, those are daily occurrences. So I encourage people to go take a look at that that particular post. And what did you 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 made a you, you commented? Well, yeah, on, you get the typical uh, it Instagram or social back. media response. Well, all you have
2: to do is deadlift two and a half times your weight and that builds a strong enough core. That's the kind of, I'm a hammer and everything else is a nail approach that has ruined athletes for the last ah, 30 years, 25, 30 years, at least so that and again, that's typical, there's no thought, there's no skill in that answer or in the execution of that plan. And your answer is to everything you need to deadlift or squat more when those are the reasons Athletes like baseball players and football players are experiencing more problems.
1: Now, uh, kind of on a side,
0: you mentioned the Not Russian potential. athletes and Don't the, be nice. the drug Not use, potential. potential drug use. Um, yeah. No, I know. I was, I was, so I was doing my sarcasm on our audio. The uh, Peter Thiel is now sponsoring what he's calling the enhanced games where they're actively encouraging athletes to use performance-enhancing drugs. Um, That's supposed to be promoted this year at the Paris Olympics, and it's supposed to happen every year. I think the events are, and Peter Thiel obviously earned his money in PayPal, Facebook. Um, He's backing the enhanced games. And the events, there's five events, I guess, swimming. Um, Here it is, swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, track and field, and combat. Wasn't it going to be, uh, you know, it's a, I, here's a stat. 44% of Olympians admit to using banned substances. Only 1% get caught. Um, I mean, what, what do you think? Is Is it a mockery to try to just show, hey, here's people that are enhanced. It's the same darn times. Uh, I guess. As maybe it's like let's stop hiding in
2: shadows bit? and admit. I, I have people who will still, to this day, Insist that athletes are clean or for some reason American athletes are clean and it's other athletes that are doping. I I don't think that's logical or realistic. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what the results of some of these competitions are. Um, And it'll be interesting to see how it's covered. Obviously, you're going to get people that are going to ridicule it. And I think any time people are... Maybe they are trying to shed the light on the hypocrisy anytime people do that we We're seeing it now in in a lot of different uh, in a lot of different venues um that people are going to ridicule it so let, let's see i i'll I'll be curious to see who does it and dave you know you you're talking about if you have substandard athletes, it's not going to make them world class but if you have there's there's a wide range. Dave, of performance levels in that in that category of world-class athletes. Just like the argument in baseball used to be, well, you know, that guy's hitting 230 and he's the backup catcher. And, you know, why does he need? Who, who cares? He stinks. Well, Dave, how much does a backup catcher make in Major League Baseball? I bet it's a pretty good living. And And if the guy has borderline skills. Oh, absolutely. And the performance enhancing drugs allows them to be more resilient. Again, another example of the, the middle, rese- middle reliever, the, the quote, they used to call it rubber arm, right? The guy with the rubber arm, how much is he worth to a team? So if the, if the performance enhancing substances allow those guys to, to be there, they still are in world. It's true. Those guys might've been AAA players, which in my opinion, they were probably division one scholarship players which means they're elite athletes. So they're in that bracket. It's almost like it, I think it's it's a willful ignorance of saying that you're only an elite athlete if you're a professional baseball, football, basketball player. Anyone who had an athletic scholarship to play a sport and or was drafted is an elite athlete. But that again falls into the same category as the Olympic athletes. You could look at those athletes, male and female. And look at the top-ranked person in the 100 and the bottom-ranked person in the 100. They're still ranked in the world, which means they're world-class. So, again, it'll be interesting to see who competes in this before you could kind of make any real judgments as to uh, what these performance-enhancing drugs can and cannot do.
1: Yeah. He... He said, they said 900
0: athletes have already confirmed to be a part of it, haven't listed any names yet. Um, and their, their intent is, is they feel like the, the data compile will be useful to determine compounds and therapies to extend human life. So they're, they're, they're it's, it's beyond, I guess, you know, the initial thought I had where exposing the hypocrisy of, you know, the, cause it, like we talked about the, the, the Russian system had been uncovered. There'd been enough docu- documents about it, documentaries.
1: Well, go and back, to that. go back to that phrase again that you um, used. Well, I want to hear that like, phrase again about the substances. Which one? About... Uh,
2: yeah. The, so, you said you used... There was a couple of phrases. I, I, I
1: want to kind of... You said it'd be very useful determining compounds and therapies to extend human life um
2: yeah those we're are all to I mean that's great because helping those people are all like longer. growth hormone we talked about that on an earlier show growth hormone and derivatives yeah. of that and the peptides are really what these drug companies should be pushing forward and they're not because those things are going to be nothing's a panacea but those substances peptides included address a, a, a vast spectrum of ailments that would make all these specific individual drugs obsolete specifically type 2 diabetes you put you put a let's take your typical 45 year old guy who's 30 pounds overweight who eats terribly you put them on i i would even say a, a low dose level of hormone therapy and or peptides and you're going to get them back on on track better than using with with less side effects than by using azempic and that family of drugs. So that is an interesting uh, statement to make. But those very same drugs are performance enhancing. So they're performance enhancing because they make everybody better. And, and so you could, if you're not a, a, a performer, me at 61 with a wonky hip, with my best years behind me, on those substances is going to make me a much better 61 year old than I am without them. So, and and you know there are this there are these. I, I don't want to be yeah. well. No, uh, there's no nothings out there who fall back on the well. They're dangerous, and we don't know what the side effects. Well, that's BS because we already have growth hormone approved, and growth hormone is approved for people who are the most fragile amongst us because of their ability to repair and help people be better. there those kinds of substances are are prescribed to kids kids who have uh, natural low dose, uh, I'm sorry, low levels of, of hormones, growth hormone. They are prescribed to cancer patients who are being bombarded by the drugs that are trying to both kill the cancer. And at the same time, hopefully not kill the patient and AIDS patients use them. So the most fragile members of our society have been prescribed those drugs. So to to make the claim that they're somehow going to be more injurious to an otherwise healthy 40 year old is, is just ridiculous.
1: And he does teal Peter teal admits he does take growth hormone he takes
0: another anti-diabetic supplement he doesn't have diabetes um, which has been shown to be a uh, to help with uh, to fight aging but he, he eats the way we we talk about he he avoids the processed uh, stuff the fake meats and he eats lean meat and veg unprocessed vegetables and fruits so interesting this is uh, I was surprised our our uh, Kevin Kernan sent this out to our group text today as well. So we get a chance to kind of – we always keep each other up to date on that. What's your – I mean, what, what's,
2: what's uh, your gut
0: instinct tell you this,
2: this is about? I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to see who comes out for it because it could be discredited and it could turn into a a kind of professional wrestling type thing. If you have these wannabes who really don't have any skill, it could be used to cover for people who say, see, there's a guy who's a shot putter and he's not even throwing it as far as a college person, a college athlete or female college athlete. So I don't know. Um, You know, the substances that are in rotation now that are available to pretty much anybody are so much more potent and effective than the old school. That's why you have people who are less informed, still calling them steroids, which they're not steroids. Steroids are are a completely different family substance. They're stone age. We're now in the um, nuclear age or whatever you want to term as being our most advanced level of, of, of performance enhancing substances.
1: Now,
0: that'll be interesting, and I, uh, you, you had recommended. You know, I, I started doing a little bit of collagen in the coffee, a little bit of creatine in the morning, and I've seen a difference um, with just doing that little bit over the, I don't know, probably about two months now. Um, and you had said You're you, you told me you'll creatine. tell in a hurry if your body takes to it or if it doesn't. So, yep, yeah, I've noticed that. So let's uh, let's t- kind of on that same. I don't know if it's a parallel, but it's pretty close. New Hampshire, no, it was the pole sunny ball, state of way. New Hampshire up there. The high jump. He yeah, I mean me it's another on one that. of these
2: trans. Oh, it was a pole people ball? that the guy who decides he wants to identify as a woman and goes out and and shatters the 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 state record and wins the state championship and and crushes everybody. So I mean, okay, good for you. Um, people that people again. I'm now at the point where we'll we'll talk about it. But I I feel that until women really stop competing in those arenas, that it's going to continue. How many more? Oh, it is a high jumper. I'm sorry. That's my mistake. A high jumper. I was looking at another story with the pole vaulter. That until en masse, women pull out of these events and say, no, we're not going to jump, then it's going to continue. And I don't don't know, uh, Dave, how much more ridiculous this can be, because we had to see during the Super Bowl, uh, a commercial by Dove, and, I, and you have a daughter, so it must resonate, uh, talking about girls, giving them their chance and their ability to shine and their their chance to succeed and achieve. And at the same time, those same companies are supporting measures that allow a male to go and compete with women. So there's there's a lot of hypocrisy and crap that's out there that people need to fight back. And I'm a firm believer. The vast majority of the people have been intimidated into not saying anything about it because there's no way anything close to a majority of people feel that that is in any way fair. But again, women have to stop it. I, I said this, it's kind of a weird parallel, but I said this about when the steroid thing was obviously, affecting baseball there were no other baseball players really who were active in trying to stop it they went along with it because maybe it was good for the sport maybe it was getting them paid more in some way even if they themselves weren't using it or if so many people were using it that there was no one left to criticize it but it's kind of the same situation
1: yeah i i I, that was my
0: time during the minors when that stuff was kind of Starting going on and whatnot and you know I didn't play long enough or deep enough to to see any of that but I I get asked that question when I do talk sometimes you know to to outside of the game people will ask you know, hey uh, you know what how much money did you make because they think everybody's making zillion dollars and I always jokingly say, well I made the same money as Ken Griffey jr. did in Class A baseball, which everybody does that uh, you know the difference is the signing bonus and the elevation and the deals. The other thing they ask is about, you know, they're like, did you ever do steroids? And I never did. I, I, uh, didn't chew tobacco, didn't do steroids, didn't drink at all during that. I, I kind of, you know, I knew I was whatever time I had, that was it. And, um, I wanted it to be right, but I kind of yeah. joke with them back. Like, geez, if I did, shouldn't I got my money back? Cause shit didn't work. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, you know, a lot of people made money off the backs of that and, you know. They they keep these guys out of the hall. Whatever people's persuasion is, you know, they kept some of these guys out, or they're keeping them out who are, have been accused or caught or whatever. But they're letting managers in in one game. I've that. talked I about mean, this like for said, years. The I've said, for all from, the BS about gambling um,
2: affecting the sport. Every game that's been played in baseball, if you Dave pick a date where you would say started, where that started, every game that's been played since that day has been affected by steroids up until. The end of last season and starting with this season, it'll continue because elements of that culture are still in the game, and they have affected the outcome of every game since then. So gambling is bad too, but there's no excuse for excusing the the use. And if, but again, just like if you're not going to stop a guy from pole, uh, high jumping against high school girls, then. The players themselves, if they're not going to stand up and stand against it, then let them do whatever they want because I I can't care about it more than they do.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you totally.
0: You know, the, the the young lady with swimming, Riley Gaines, when she first stood up for it, she was – and people still try to crush her, but she's continued to prevail to the point now where swimming – I don't know if I agree with this, but they've created a third category for – you know, you got male, female, and then other, and uh, nobody competes in that category. Nobody does. So it, it proved the point where, you know, whatever people are doing, it's not to compete; um, it's to, to cause a problem. And you're right. As as a father of two daughters, my wife played Division One college basketball. I've had experience coaching Division One players, uh, you know, in in both men and women um, with basketball, and you know, it concerns me that you know, the situation with the high jump at some point in time, they're going to, they're, they're, trying to make the female gender intentional or not obsolete. And at least in sports that concerns me because that, that just continues to snowball if they do that. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. The, the people that are being affected directly, the, the females in this case, the athletes, they need to do a rally gains and they need to make some noise, be intelligent about your approach, expect to take some hits. Be willing to have people try to ruin you publicly, maybe financially. Um, but if you if you want it and you want to keep that, then you got to battle. You really do. Can't be me and Sal. So, with um, you know, with 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 that. Well, what with I will say, answer, I, think I think there's we, something else at at play here, kinda and kinda move off
2: of that. It's to to demoralize people. I think we have yeah. ad, uh, examples of incompetence all around us every day in front of cameras and what it appears, not appears, how people who are running the country are acting. And that is all done to demoralize us. And I think you demoralize the population and, and it makes other things possible. Uh, so that that's all I'll say about that. But on kind of on that subject, another thing I wanted to talk about is, again, just to circle back to the food issue that we've talked about and how they're controlling it. Yeah and anyone who doesn't think that the goal of all this vegan propaganda and climate uh, propaganda is to um control us look at what we know has happened with parents who have tried to or not even tried people first, parents who were first of all told that they don't have the right to determine what their kid sees in, in the classroom they don't have the right to be privy to Anything that medically has to be done with their kid once it goes into school that our own uh, police force, the FBI and the Justice Department has investigated parents. And there is a memo out there still that are treating parents who um, that comes from the Justice Department, treating parents who protested school boards that they're supposed to, they're, they're treated as, as domestic terrorists and they're being they're being spied on. So. Anybody who doesn't think that same thing is going to be done or could be done or that wants to be done with the food supply, again, isn't paying attention. There's all of these signs and signals around us that once once you start talking, once you start seeing that, that's not a conspiracy theory. And, And people will be explained away. Well, you're just a conspiracy theorist. That's nutty. Well, then how do you it is a conspiracy? That doesn't mean the conspiracy is fake. That, that, the, what had, what's happened to parents who want to maintain control over their kids' education, that, that's happened. And that is a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy to silence them. And it's a conspiracy to take their freedoms away to determine what their kids are learning and how their kids are treated. So to, to think that that can't be done with the food supply, people are, are woefully in, uh, naive and not paying attention.
0: We saw this potential, or at least my wife and I, we talked about it and we didn't want to do, but people had started homeschooling their kids because of this. And I mean, states like New York, California, go figure, right? They make it near impossible to do that, to do that with your kids. The this, this states like what we're in now, we've been in some good states with that, but we, we've been homeschooling our oldest son. He's 16 and since he was eight years old. So he's, uh, you know, we, we, we saw that way before this pandemic started and whatnot. And, and, uh, we're advised actually by people within the schools, Hey, what you guys are doing, somebody like him is going to get squashed. Um, keep doing, they were right. I mean, he's, he's taken 36 college courses already as a, as a ninth grader. And, uh, you know, my, our younger son Tanner, same thing, all our kids. So yeah, we're going to keep doing that. We, you know, teach their own, but we, we. Work with people in well, 46 my, different countries my, now. My
2: boys were lucky to help them they with their qualified and got scholarships so to a, a private school we never could have afforded. And uh, while there was some whack, some kind of fringe wackiness, overall the the parents were totally in control of what was taught. And, you know, there's always some woke BS that slips through the cracks, but it was nowhere near as bad as what we heard going on at the public school. So,
1: um yeah yeah that's part of our job as parents make our kids done you you always
2: ask what i want to leave people with so you had a on that food subject i want you to go into the supermarket and, and i kind of have been talking about this for a while with my uh friends and on social media that the good food costs way more than the crappy food and i'll give you a great example i love mayonnaise And uh, mayonnaise is basically oil, egg, vinegar, and salt. And when you go into the aisle, at your condiment aisle at your local grocery store, you've got a bevy of mayonnaise and pretty much every one of them has seed oil. There is actually a flat out, all canola oil, Hellman's mayo, the olive oil based mayonnaise that Hellman's makes is still has soy oil, soybean oil and, or and canola oil. Every even the healthy um, or a lot of the ones that are uh, um, that are advertised as homemade or kind of mom and pop, not industrially produced. They're still using seed oils. So I was in the store today, I had to get some stuff and I'm um, through my social media posts, someone had suggested this primal kitchen mayo which is made with uh, avocado oil. So I'm like, all right, I'll, and 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 in the comments there were like, well, yeah, it's kind of expensive this and that. So I I will tell you it is super expensive and I I wasn't going to buy it, but I'm like, let me let me try it and I'll tell you the um it tastes good. I mean, it's not as good as regular mayo, but this seventeen ounce bottle was fifteen bucks. So that's almost three times as much as the same size same size of both the Hellman's or even one of the quote, like um kind of boutique y mayonnaises, which is kind of a weird phrase to ascribe to mayo. So and then I was looking at one last thing, I was looking at ghee, which is butter, which you can use to cook. It's it's been um, it's not a stick, but it's been melted down and it's in a jar versus a jar, same similar sized bottle of canola oil or vegetable oil. And again, the ghee is three times more than the, the crappy seed oil or vegetable oil. So you've got an example there. And I want people to start paying attention and looking at your choices and, and look into the difference in price, and try to start making some changes, even if it means eliminating things that you can't afford or can't work around. So, that's basically my uh, my parting shot for the day.
1: I like it. I like it. I uh, think we gave the audience a ton today. Uh, you know, back end
0: of a triple header. They got a great. Great Wednesday today on Valentine's Day, no less. uh, The three of you guys decided to spend your Valentine's Day with me. I don't know what that says about us, but um, no, great, great parting shot. And to our audience, 67,000 got a treat today. Appreciate your support. Uh, Take a look at uh, Jaw Bats if you get a chance. Latest bat certified by Major League Baseball. RVG at checkout will get you a discount on it. My son Tanner's using his M110 righty and lefty. Loves the distribution of it. Um, also with Bonnet and Kinetic Arm, look for stuff with them later this week. We're going to be doing a series of events with Kinetic Arm on, uh, on our platform, which will allow up to 1000 fans to come on, listen to the clinics live with a few of our podcasters, ask questions and engage in a different way than, than just our recorded podcast and also to lead up to a big end of the year event in December. So our merchandise has dropped on millions and also those experience I mentioned with our podcast hosts. Where you can hire them out to do something as simple, simple as a question in their specialty. Hire them to promote a product, bring them on to speak to your group, virtually or live, uh, short talks, long talks, whatever you need, um, or hire them to do what they do normal normal every day. So check out Sal on his his lacrosse streaming. Um, remember him when he's famous here. Yeah, let's remind him where he, he came from here with Real Voices of the Game. So thanks, Dave. Nat, Look forward Sal, to thanks the next for watching the show today on the Hot Corner. We appreciate you, bud. Yep, in episode 452 in the books, The Real Voice of the Game, The Hot Corner of Coach Sal.
1: American girls and American guys We'll always stand up and salute We'll always recognize When we see old glory fly There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night When we lay down our heads My daddy served in